<laughs> Welcome to the Getting Off Topic podcast, everybody. Woo! Yay! It's too, too much. Night. Too much energy, Tony. Tone it down like That's half fair. a notch. Uh, <laughs> hey guys, welcome. Welcome. That sounds like you're like on are, a are we going right full? There. Wait, we don't want to go full NPR here. So, oh, oh no, that's uh, welcome to the uh, Getting Off Topic podcast on uh, NPR Radio. Your uh, your Sunday evening edition. Um, we're <laughs> and everybody's instantly asleep. Uh, no, hey, we're back, guys. Thank you for joining. Uh, um, it's seriously been a solid month since we recorded last. Hey, we've all been busy. It's yes. been a lot. Life has happened. It's been a while. It's been a while. Oh God. Uh, how y'all doing? What you? What's? <clears throat> how's life? And whatever. Todd, what's yeah. going on? Oh, <laughs> uh, not much. Not much. Just uh, just sitting back and enjoying all of the nerddom, the Trek shows that are out, yes. the video games that are all happening right about now. Mm-hmm. A lot of a lot of stuff going on in the nerdverse. Indeed, stuff and things. Mm-hmm. Andrew, how about you? About the same. Uh, doing pretty well. Almost done with Forbidden West. Pretty pretty awesome game. They've added some cool stuff onto uh, the original. Watching some different shows. Getting caught up with a couple interesting new franchises. So, yeah, been good. Sweet. Yeah, same with us. We uh, we finally started now that they're all on uh, Paramount Plus. Actually, we started a screamathon. Um, oh. We went through the first three movies so far. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, are there six now? There are five. A sixth one has been announced, which was going to okay. be one of my headlines. I was going to talk about. <laughs> yeah, apparently, uh, uh, four did so well, or five did so well that. Uh... Yeah, this is going to come right away. They already announced it, and I think just this past week they re- they announced a release date, uh, like June next year or something. And uh, Courtney Cox has signed on again. Don't know about everybody else. Oh, <clears throat> March, March thirty first next year. Oh wow, that's quick. So they must already be filming for that. Maybe sounds like it. Or going to start filming soon. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, they still hold up. I only saw the. I've seen the first two like multiple times way back in the day and still enjoyed them. Forgot how good number two was actually. That was a lot of fun. Um, Three. I only saw once in the theaters when it came out. I remember nothing from it and um, it's fine. There's Uh, a reason why it didn't really stick with you. Yeah, It has its moments. It gets really overly meta. I mean, they're all, that's the point of the scream franchise is poking fun at like the whole genre and poking holes into it while still creating a fun slasher story. But the third one is when they it jumps the shark a bit. They they go uh. to Hollywood because the uh, the in universe version of the franchise, like because the actual events happen, the Woodsboro murders and everything with uh, Sydney and everything, um, and then in universe movies get made based on that it's the right. stab series that's right so, so in scream three they're in hollywood filming stab three 
and then murders start to happen around the movie set. And so isn't like the opening scene, isn't it in a theater and somebody gets stabbed in the bathroom or something like that? That's that's part two with uh, Jada Pinkett and whoever her boyfriend was bite it like in the opening that they make Um, fun of during scary movie. Correct. Yes. Yes. Yeah. That was another thing. Like rewatching these, especially the first two, I was remembering the scary movie versions. (laughs) So I'm sitting there. I got you. I got you. You don't can a camera. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I'm watching it and laughing because at the, when her boyfriend, whoever the actor was in the second one, uh, gets stabbed through the bathroom stall in, in scary movie, it was a glory hole and he gets stabbed through the head with a dick. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, classy stuff. Um, oh. Uh, oh. Parker oh, Oh, was that? Oh, no, go ahead. Sorry about that. Didn't mean to interrupt. Oh, just the last little bit. Uh, we only got through three so far. We still have to cover four and five <laughs> sometime this week. Um, but in the third one, uh, upside to number three, um, Parker Posey is one of the the movie cast for Stab 3. She plays like the, the movie version of Gail Weathers, Courtney Cox. Oh. And she's bugging Courtney Cox through the whole thing. And she's like, Parker Posey, I forgot how hilarious she is. But I remember Todd, you mentioning that I need to watch that Lost in Space Netflix series yeah. because she really plays she plays the do- the the female Doctor Smith. Yeah, cool. Um, other than that, we've um, we've been crashing at night. Like usually, we find a, a cartoon or something light to watch before bed. So lately, that's been Gravity Falls. We're finally getting on, which is so good, right? A lot of fun, yeah. You guys recommended it to us. Yeah, it's one of the series where it's like there aren't really any bad episodes. I could put any of those on and I'll enjoy Uh whatever I watch. Absolutely, I agree with that. Yeah. Um. Oh, I actually spinoff of Big Mouth just came out. Yeah, I did see that on Netflix. You, I'm. I'm. I'm cautiously optimistic with that. I'm wondering if with they they go like over will they go overboard with all like the the sticky monster humor like i don't know sometimes they remix those shows and it's like oh the original formula works better but i don't know i haven't watched it at all yet so i can't say shit <laughs> have you have you checked it out yet i haven't seen it yet I've okay just been watching way too much random shit yeah well there... uh, one show i wanted to bring up this session was have you guys heard of severance at all yes yes i, I saw the trailer that. for that yeah, I've been I'm caught up with that one, and it is a a very interesting series. Uh, I think, especially you know, being maybe ex cubicleites as you, you know I am, you guys might really take interest in it as it kind of follows and has a, a definite scope of you know that kind of whole old office paradigm. Mm-hmm. But it's a, a really interesting take on kind of office life and kind of a, a big company and what what a little little cog in the wheel is doing yeah. there so yeah so if i the the bits i mean the i don't concept want concept looks really cool from the trailers yeah and i don't want you to give away anything because we definitely want to watch it but adam scott is part of this company he's they they erase your memory in between <laughs> like going to and leaving work so you're you're leading two different lives but neither one knows what the other one does yeah, basically the job that he's doing, there's such a high level of clearance that in order to get the position, you have to go through an elective procedure where your personality or persona is split. 
So there's the you that stays at work 100% of the time, and a whole separate personality is the you outside of work, which yeah. I think is kind of oddly fitting for even just real world life. You know, like I'm not the same person at home that I am in the office. Yeah. But it's uh, a weird take because, you know, the, the office person, they're just in the office. That's all they do. They're at work. And yeah, there's no cross between. So it's a, a weird take on that. And then the company is really kind of a, a cool concept without giving anything away. It's just a weird sort of multi-conglomerate thing that he's a part of and you know what what can they reach out and do so i i have really enjoyed it so far nice apple tv is the last i think the last major streaming service that has not gotten my money yet but damn it between that and uh like mythic (laughs) quest i want to check out Ted Lasso is one of my favorites too. So I highly recommend that one. The first, both seasons even have been really solid. Yeah. Everybody in the known universe has recommended Ted Lasso. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, geez. Um, Well, some cool stuff we can jump into really quick. Todd, um, (laughs) are you uh, all cut up on Trek? I have not watched the final episode of uh, Discovery, but I have watched all of Picard. Okay. It's a, but I, I, I did get spoiled of the, 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 the cameo on, on track, so that was oh yeah, cool. That was kind of fun. And and made conservative head spin everywhere. <laughs> yeah, that... <laughs> it was hilarious watching the fallout to that. Yeah, so dumb. Yeah. Andrew, were you going to say something? Oh, just also real quick thing. So you guys mentioned, you know, watching a cartoon. Has anyone seen the Cuphead cartoon yet on Netflix? Yes. Yes. Love yeah. it. Meg and I flew through that. That was so much fun. Um, we got the theme song like stuck in our head. For- oh, it's it's lit. That is a fire song. A hundred percent. Like oh, I'll yeah. just I'll watch an episode. And I'll be going through my head the rest of the day. Yeah. You know, I'm trying to go to sleep Cuphead in general was good. Yeah, yeah. Trying to go to sleep at night. If you're looking for fun, if you're looking for fun, wake up the next morning, still in your head. <laughs> I got the heebie-jeebies. Oh, man, it's still there. Yeah. <laughs> and I and guess the uh, second season has already been announced for uh, this June, I think, is when it's yeah. coming out. That's really mm-hmm. cool. I'm super stoked for that. It's just a it's just fun, lighthearted, wacky. Old yeah, it's almost, it feels like a throwback to like the Looney Tunes or something. Like I watched it with my young girls even because it's so like it's just a fun cartoon nothing too crazy just yeah I mean, that, that's the whole yeah that's what the video game you know they were inspired by was the, the old like early merry melodies uh or uh or like the, even the max fleischer stuff who he did like the betty boop cartoons and stuff mm-hmm. um you know any, anything with uh people just wobbling <laughs> dancing in place whatever they're doing like painting a fence and dancing in place all yep. that <laughs> flowers uh, and the sun with uh, faces on them and wobbling and you know well i really I liked the devil in it the devil kind of reminded reminded me of uh him from the powerpuff girls oh yeah i could see that yeah apparently yeah. it's voiced by an english comedian that shannon really likes too so oh, nice. that was a kind of fun coinkadink yeah that's cool um yeah, yeah, definitely looking forward to that again. But we also started rewatching. Sorry, we'll get back to Trek really quick. But um, we also started rewatching because, in light of recent events, um, we just um, global and political, um, or glo- global and personal. I mean, um, we just needed like something lighthearted, and we ended up randomly rewatching Pushing Daisies. Did you ever watch? Oh, I never saw that one. No. Oh, 
it's a good i mean it's honestly it's hard to say because some people are like oh it's too weird for me but i it's it's definitely requires a special taste i think that's the one where the the young girl dies and is put into like a grim reaper sort of position right no no different um I think there was a very short-lived show, like one season called Reaper, actually. Oh, I loved Reaper. Reaper was awesome. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But no, uh, Pushing Daisies, uh, Brian Fuller created it. He did, and he's all over the map. He uh, was on Heroes. I think he did some of the Trek stuff uh, at the beginning of Discovery. Um, He did Hannibal, which is very dark um but he also does very fanciful shit and this is the pushing daisies um was like his his own personal brainchild <clears throat> lasted two seasons and then unfortunately got canceled but um everything about it like the production everything the setting it's all very fairy tale storybook like like it's there's a narrator you know, narrating over stuff and um it starts off with his nine-year-old kid uh ned he discovers that he has the power to bring things back to life. Um, Like at the very beginning, like it's showing him and like his childhood sweetheart and they're hanging out and playing in the front yard. And uh, that day his mom like collapses and like instant like aneurysm or something. Um, But he tries to grab her and suddenly she's awake again. And it's like, oh my God, this is amazing. And um, I think the same thing happens with his dog. And, but anyway, but then he finds out that if he touches someone again that he brought back then they're dead again forever so it's like a yeah it's a give and take sort of thing and by bringing back life to some someone or somebody um it takes away life from somewhere else if they're alive for more than a minute yeah you've got like one minute leeway there (laughs) yeah so it's It's uh it's that moral decision and then Yeah. yeah so is it somebody that you know that dies or is it a random and person in random the proximity world? sort of thing? It's random, so. but the value is like equal to or less than. So for example, if he brings a bird back, chances are it's only going to be another bird or squirrel, squirrel or small or animal. Yeah. So if it's a human, it's obviously going to be you a larger another thing. Human. Yeah. So it's going to be another human, but it's so random. It could be anybody within the vicinity. Yeah. So that gets him into trouble. And then, um, it flashes forward to, I'm not spoiling the whole show or anything. This all happens at like the, like episode one, um, flashes forward to the present where he's grown up. He like owns a pie shop and everything's cheery and hunky dory, but he has this secret and he helps a detective solve murders because it's easy to find out who solved the murder when you can go to the morgue, touch somebody and say, Hey, who killed you? (laughs) Um, and then the high school sweetheart or high school, the, childhood sweetheart comes back and it's very like lovey-dovey and fairy tale like but also with this like weird dark humor twist i as one of the shows that i will always highly recommend to anybody give it a shot i uh, enjoy it but i probably don't care for it as much as tony does but it's still a fun show yeah it's definitely worth a watch yeah, yeah. anyway <clears throat> uh yeah so um trek yeah so they just finished season four of discovery great stuff picard season two is uh a couple episodes in oh man amazing (laughs) season two is probably the best trek has put out in like five or six years 
Oh, wow. Like, Picard Season 2 is top-notch. And I I was a fan of Picard Season 1. I wasn't one of the the negative uh, people with uh, Season 1. But Season 2 has just, like, leveled up the game so much higher. Yeah. I think Season 1, it took a little bit for them to find their footing. I I found the whole thing interesting, but I understand there were, like, some, I don't know, kind of weird highs and lows there. Um but season two, like they waste zero time. It's just immediately, boom, here's the mission. Like shit's going down um, without spoiling anything for anybody. Yeah. But yeah. Cool. Ugh, yeah. I, I'm, that's probably the thing I'm most excited for currently on air right now. Um, but yes, we got the news of, oh, well, since, since we last podcast, we got a trailer for Strange New Worlds, finally. Oh, yeah um and then just a few days ago i think the announcement that they're going to have and they have casted a kirk for but i think that he's not going to show up till season two yeah um, so he's 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 filming currently for season two yeah so he's, uh, he's already he's already filmed some but uh, he is filming for season two yeah paul wesley who i'm not familiar with but uh i guess he was on the vampire diaries show i don't know I mean, um, he does have the Kirk-ish look, so I, I he, he mm-hmm. he's got the look. Yeah, he do. Okay. Yeah, and I think uh, Shatner um, <laughs> gave him his uh, like blessing online. Yeah, it looks like it'll be fun. A strange new world, especially the trailer. It. Uh, um, like I love Discovery and Picard, and they're very like serious track like the world is coming to an end but if the trailer is accurately portraying what they're going to show like the vibe they're going to have on strange new worlds it's like good old fun episodic let's 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 travel back in time and ride horses this week just for the fuck of it (laughs) and and that's how they pitched the series originally when they when they announced all the spinoff the the 15 spinoffs that they were working on it's like we all know that the the world ending threats are are super fun and thrilling and exciting, but let's we we also know that the the core of Trek was getting out there and exploring and and Breaking having our e- our episodic week and, to week and banging as many aliens as we can, <laughs> <laughs> getting in fight with getting in fights with Gorn and and having our shirt ripped off as quickly as possible. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I'm excited for that. That'll be fun. Um, and Anson Mount, um, Rebecca Romaine, and uh, I forget who the guy is that plays uh, um, Spock in that one, but he did a really good Spock in Discovery Season 2. Oh, cool. um, anyway, that'll be good stuff. And uh, speaking of all kinds of spinoffs, this is just something I heard today. Uh, well, first off, I've been hearing from everybody who's gone and seen it that the Batman is spectacular. It's a visual uh, medium, so no one can see, but I have two thumbs up. I really yes. enjoyed it. It was really and good. Two major thumbs up. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah. I'm I uh, I'm still like iffy about theaters. I'm not, I don't know. I mean, we've we've definitely loosened up on our like COVID protocols, but still trying to be safe and you know, taking everything as it comes but mm-hmm. 
Also, I mean, I know it's going to be great, but I have a hard time sending a theater these days for three hours. <laughs> yeah, it was a little rough, especially because at times it's like, OK, does this like need to be this long? You know, they, they could have cut it down to less than three hours, I'll yeah. just say, without giving anything away. But it was still like, well, it just could have been yeah. paced a little bit differently is all. I saw a friend of mine uh, after he went and saw it uh, last week. He posted on Facebook like theaters just get rid of the 30 minutes of trailers. We see them all online anyway and reintroduce intermission. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we could go to the bathroom or grab some popcorn or whatever we need to do and actually enjoy ourselves instead of squirming and having to hold on for dear life. You know, before I, actually, yeah, I, I, I don't mind that at all. Actually, yeah. now that I'm, now that I'm closer to 40 than I am closer to anything else. An intermission sounds delightful. I can just imagine though in like certain movies like, swear to me let's all go to the lobby let's all go to the lobby. kind of a, a mood breaker depending but you know. Oh, I you... love it. I think that would enhance the experience. Yeah. <laughs> swear to me. Oh jeez. Oh there was a, I, I told you the other night Andrew but uh, Todd I don't know if you've seen it. There's a uh, like TikToks going around or Instagram reels or it's hard to tell the difference anymore because they Same share everything. Yeah. Um, but there's some dude out there with a Batman costume who's making a series of little videos online where it's, it's like, uh, like the victim's point of view, the perspective shot. So you see somebody like walking down the street and their heart's thumping, you hear a heart thumping, doom, 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 doom. and they do something stupid. Like, let their dog take a crap in, in on the lawn or something in a park. And then he turns and the POV flashes over to Batman. They're all pissed off. He's like, pick up your shit and starts wailing on the guy. <laughs> <laughs> and there was like another one where some guy like hops in a, a swimming pool, like hotel swimming pool. He does like a little mini dive and he's in there having fun, but here, doom, 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 doom. and it's as soon as he surfaces on the side, you see Batman standing there and right by his boots, there's the so the sign that says no diving. So Batman, <laughs> no diving, beats the shit out of him. <laughs> there's a bunch of them. Uh, but yeah. But anyway, so Batman is killing it in theaters. Um, and uh, apparently uh, a, the, the HBO Max has now greenlit a limited series, a continuation with the penguin um the originally i think a few months back or back in like december it was announced that i'm not sure if it was officially announced or there was just rumors and hearsay that they were working on a penguin like show extension already but it was originally envisioned to be like a prequel story and i guess they scrapped that and now they officially confirmed it's going to pick up where the movie left off and uh his like continue to rise to crime to be like the penguin that we know um, that makes sense at the, end of the movie he's kind of in prime position yes he's gonna morph into danny devito yes. <laughs> <laughs> i mean t colin farrell and the makeup team were amazing on that movie like you can barely even tell it's him like it's if i didn't know i wouldn't have guessed so it's very convincing it's very cool yeah those those final trailers definitely sold me i was like holy crap it looks like he's he it could have been like almost like De Niro, <laughs> uh, you know, with just a bit of makeup on. But yeah, it was really cool. Uh, I also saw something that, again, it might be rumored, but um, 
the Batman, the movie might be coming sooner rather than later to HBO Max. Uh, there was some reports saying late April. So, yeah, uh, HBO, I think, is sticking with uh, the strict 45 days. So it's they're going to get quickly uh, after H- uh, HBO movie premieres in theaters. Oh, cool. That's interesting. I was surprised. I guess what the, the latest Spider-Man is already going to be available for download and sale, I think, this Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that one's that one's all kinds of like staggered out. I think just this week it already came out for digital purchase. Okay. So you can buy the digital release for like 20 bucks. Okay. And then like mid-April or so, you can get the disc copies. Okay. And then they haven't even announced when it's gonna actually push out to regular streaming. Yeah, same thing. Well, same thing went on with Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters uh for a while now it was you could <clears throat> you could rent it and then you could purchase it digitally and then uh, i think the physical copies came out like a couple weeks back or something like that yeah and now it's available for like uh digital rental i think not free streaming but you can rent it at like a rental like five or six bucks price yeah okay. yeah, yeah it's, I, I think it's all sony i think they take uh they stagger it out more like yeah. we we actually got all uh, primed to watch uh, uh, Let There Be Carnage uh, a few nights ago, like last week or something, and even like went on YouTube and found a, like a, a just a quick synopsis uh, overview of like what you need to remember from the first movie from Venom, and you're like, okay, we're ready to go because I could have swore I saw it on the HBO Max menu like a like a week prior, but I couldn't find it anywhere or at least you know without having to pay a rental fee. I was like, eh, let me end up watching something else. <laughs> it was good. I'm glad I saw it once. I don't know if I'll be super keen on watching any more of it, but yeah, we were pleasantly surprised by the first one. I, I'm not going to say it's like the most intelligent, super, like, you know, superhero film, but it was, it was solid. Yeah. Entertaining. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the, the Sony side of the, the, the MCU is not, uh, not blowing people away. <laughs> so, I'll, I'll watch uh, uh, Venom 2 and I'll watch uh, uh, Morbius. Um, I'm hearing. Let's see how we go. The, that one's getting some pretty low to negative reviews. Uh, It'll be interesting and, to see how that turns out because the release is coming up pretty quickly, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Like currently, I don't know if I'd go to theaters for that one. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't go to theaters. I, I'll I'll stream it somehow. <laughs> uh, over on the Amazon side, uh, this was like the big, um, like film news this uh, this week. Amazon just sealed the deal. They've bought out MGM. Oh, that's right. Uh, one of the longest standing studios in Hollywood. Um, yeah, they so which means they're probably going to be able to have all of their content pretty soon, which, I mean, that includes the entire James Bond franchise. Um, I mean, that alone. <laughs> uh, it, I think it was, I, I lost the article, but it's something like, like, I think I want to say it was like 17, like 1700 or 4,000 films or something and thousand hours, thousands of hours of television and whatnot in under MGM, all of James Bond, uh robocop <laughs> uh, <laughs> the, the entire rocky uh franchise um and rocky and creed which they're still making a third one um 
Yeah. Was MGM Jaws? I'm trying to think. No, it's Universal. Uh, that was Universal. Yeah. yeah, okay. Stargate. So that could be a help or a hindrance for the new Stargate shows that they're trying to relaunch. Ooh. Stargate was MGM, yeah. Yeah, people were speculating, like, are they going to try to make a series now, a little spinoff series or just series versions of all these classic franchises? They could potentially with, you know, have a, a, a Bond show. Well, the the rights hold Bond is a little complicated because they're the the estate of uh, the Bond author. I can't remember what it is, but um, it's, uh, it's like Albert Broccoli Productions or something. Yeah, they are firmly no against any kind of series. Oh, okay. they, they they they're like Bond is one hundred percent an event. Ian film. Fleming. Ian Fleming, yeah. Albert Albert Broccoli, I think, is the the long running producer of uh, wasn't sure franchise, but yeah, Ian Fleming was the the wrote the original novels. Um, so it's it's unlikely that unless there's something special going on with that, that uh, a TV series would come from Bond. But uh, I mean, it's not impossible, but it's it's unlikely. Yeah. Oh, and that could that could fast track more films. Yeah. Which. uh, it's kind of up in the air right now. Now that Craig is 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 out, yeah, he's done. Uh, MGM owns Silence. You get a female Bond in there. There you go. I thought there were. Well, I still haven't seen the the latest one, but I think there was there was rumors that they're leaning in that direction. Like the story kind of sets Maybe it up that I'll way. Finally, watch them. There you go. Weren't there some double O agents who were female in the last one or two? I thought I haven't yeah. seen them. the the. The Bond chick with him was a double O agent. Cool. Mm. I can't remember her name. I haven't seen it. Yeah. Oh, here we go. More than 4,000 movie titles and 17,000 TV episodes. MGM is rife with IP, now giving Amazon access to such classics as the Rocky movie franchise, Silence of the Lambs, which there's been a dozen iterations of that. Um, <laughs> also, Legally Blonde. <laughs> oh, there's, you were talking about like tick, funny tiktok clips and stuff that was going around there is a tiktok clip that was a cut of the legally blonde interrogation scene and a few uh, i think it's a few good men that are, yeah with uh <laughs> nicholson nicholson yeah, with yeah, jack nicholson you can't handle the truth oh <laughs> it's so good and it's just her pressing with the with the gun thing and oh it's the just, perm how he yeah. should know the perm because he gets perms. <laughs> it's perm. oh, it's actually- so I don't know if you guys ever saw this. It was on Reddit forever ago, but I guess there's a a fan made production of RoboCop that's just off the walls. The one scene I saw was where RoboCop is stopping a a sex offender from assaulting a woman by shooting off his dick, yeah. and then a multitude uh, of sex offenders just start showing up and just dick after get dick gets blown off one after another. If I can find it, I'll try to send it to you because it had me literally almost crying. <laughs> that's that's the RoboCop reboot we need. Yeah. Oh, God, it was funny. I'm going to see if I can find it right now. That's great. Uh, also in the headlines, this was, it was a little old, but I thought this was cool. Um, there's rumors of Amazon developing a God of War series. Nice. Oh. It'd be cool. Yeah. Uh, over in the land of the MCU... Uh, this past month, we got our all of our defenders officially came over to Disney Plus, mm-hmm. transitioned yes. over from Netflix. 
all of and, them and uncensored too like they didn't yeah, did, uh, change anything yeah did you guys have to change your account to a mature a tvma rating at all i haven't seen any notices pop up but okay. um, yeah I, I had to visit like they had me like during login, like go through and verify that the, I was okay with seeing everything that they've been adding and, you know, having it be the adult preferences. Yeah. Yeah. Give me all that. You have like much. multiple profiles <laughs> set up one for you and one for the kids. Yeah. Which is probably okay. why. Yeah. Probably. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, there was also supposedly uh, hints that a daredevil continuation or reboot maybe in the works there's a production magazine called uh production weekly which gives like listings of pre-production or in-production projects for film professionals and there was a section in the latest issue that for a show that is just simply referred to as daredevil reboot hmm. so they're doing yeah. something we know of course um they've made clear that uh charlie cox is remains the mcu daredevil question is are they just going to straight up reboot the storyline or try to keep the the previous events um deborah ann wool was on online saying she would love to return as karen page of course we all would love her to come back but who knows what they're going to do story-wise that cast was so perfect like it was such so good like they they don't need to change anything they could just bring all of them back and just whether they want to continue or start over like it'd just be so good yeah Literally the entire Defenders universe cast was perfect with the exception of one person. Yep. Yes. So. Correct. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, we'll we won't talk about that one, but. <laughs> yeah, we don't really need to talk about that one. We don't talk about that, Bruno. <laughs> nope. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, it, it, is looking, it is looking highly likely that uh, we will see some if not uh, a lot of our favorite of uh, defenders coming back. Yeah. I am excited. Mm-hmm. Uh, did, did you catch the trailer for uh, Miss Marvel? I haven't yeah. seen that one yet. No. Saw that earlier today. That looks fun. It's got a, uh, this looks like uh, the first one that is geared a little more towards uh, young people. I mean, cause I mean, the character kamala khan she's what like middle or high school or something yeah i, I think, think she's high school, school. yeah it, but there's a very young vibe to it there's kind of a scott pilgrimish vibe to it like because she's often her like the escapist world like daydreaming during school and whatnot and there's like note there's superimposed like notebook scribbles like when she sees her you know the guy she has a crush on and he's all like there's like sparkly outlines to him and stuff like that it, it definitely uh, reminds me of the the first Spider-Man and also uh, Marvel Runaways. Uh, not a lot of people watched that one, but that was one of the Hulu Marvel shows. Oh yeah, I never watched that one. It was pretty good. I liked it. But, okay. Uh, yeah, definitely, definitely the the youth youth vibe going. <laughs> Youths, them youths. Youths. Speaking, speaking of a youth vibe, has anyone here seen Turning Red yet? Oh, yes. Meg, Meg watched it. I caught the tail end of it, but she watched it. Yeah, I Wasn't liked it. Phenomenal. Did you like it, Meg? I liked it. I oh. probably don't like it as much as the hype is surrounding it, but okay. I appreciate a lot of what they did in the film. Mm-hmm. My biggest gripe with it is the whole trope of 
you hitting puberty and suddenly you turn into like this monster which is a metaphor for your period it's like <laughs> fucking ginger snaps all over again you know it's disney ginger snaps <laughs> yeah and so i'm kind of like over that yeah, like trope. literalization of it all you know yeah. where you turn into a beast or a monster or whatever the fuck it is and gotcha I'm- now i get that what what I liked the most about honestly was just the animation and the art on it was just yes. so I felt incredibly it's like the best I've ever seen from Pixar. You know, you look back at you know 1996 when Toy Story first came out, and you're like, this is phenomenal. Yeah. And you look back yeah. now it's you know. Oh yeah, it was it was beautiful. I loved it. It was great. Yeah. And the and I I think my favorite part was like the whole boy band scene. Part oh of it. yeah. yeah. Well, I just like the little things like, you know, at one point she's you know, like furiously drawing her notebook and you can see like the sweat and the change uh-huh. in her and stuff. And it's just, it looks so accurate and just so well done. So it was, yeah. it was nothing else. Like that's what I liked more than even the storyline or anything it was just like the, the computer animation and the style and what they did. Yeah. Nice. So it was good, but I'm not like, Oh my God, I'm obsessed with this movie. Like plastering <laughs> it all over Facebook and Instagram. Yeah, I know. Definitely not that. Yeah. All right. so. Cool. Cool. Um, one more. This was a really fun uh, article that made me happy. Uh, came out about a week. Ago. Yeah. About a week ago. Kevin Feige talking up uh, Dr. Strange too. Uh, specifically saying that this movie is going to make Evil Dead 2 fans very happy. Yes. Nice. Yeah, I am so looking forward to this. This is going to be fucking bonkers. The they, more I, it's going to be more of a horror movie even, right? Did I hear at one point? I wonder if that's still going to be at uh, all. Yeah, it's definitely... Um, so there was a lot of talk about that uh, because, well, when the first director left, uh, Scott Derrickson, who he did the first movie, he did... <laughs> Scott, um, and he has a horror background. He did, um, oh, the possession one. I think uh, I forget. You know that one possession one. Oh yeah, that one. Okay. <laughs> yeah. He's definitely done like like intense horror stuff previously, and um, and when he started work on Strange Two, I remember him being vocal about injecting more of that. You know the creepy vibes. How Doctor Strange Two. The storyline was meant to, I mean, it's called Multiverse of Madness for a reason. You're supposed to get into the dark corners of the multiverse and start to inject more of that into the MCU, which uh, fares well with, ties in with um, uh, Moon Knight, you know, and that whole psychological thriller angle we got there and the brutality of Moon Knight that Kevin Feige Strange himself as a character has always been involved in the darker side of Marvel. Right, yeah. So... Yeah, so it all made sense, but then Scott Derrickson leaves due to creative differences. And people are wondering, like, oh, maybe he wanted to go like too hard, like into the horror, and you know, Marvel Disney didn't like that or something. And Kevin Feige addressed that as well. He was like, No, it's it was creative differences, but it wasn't like, you know, he was, you know, too spooky for us or something. <laughs> yeah, but so, and Scott Derrickson on his side, he said he there was another uh uh personal project that he was uh, gonna do like he had like scheduling conflicts it was like either do strange two or do this other one that you've been wanting to do um you know which is more in the horror angle um and he ended up going that direction once the him and 
uh, you know, the Marvel creative differences started to happen. He's like, well, I could still do Strange 2, but it's not going to be the version that I really want to do. So I'm going to go do this other thing, which is my my own baby, you know, to Mm. do so. So that's what happened. And then they brought in Sam Raimi because they know he can deliver the horror and also the lighthearted like superhero affair. And in this latest uh, interview with Feige, he he was like, he said, like, Evil Dead 2 fans are going to be happy. It's like this is a quintessential Sam Raimi movie. And that's how they wanted it. Like he said, they even gave him notes when they brought back. Um, they were screening some of the initial action sequences that were completed. And uh, he was like, you know, this action is cool. Like, okay, you're competing definitely with like Avengers and Spider-Man level, no problem. But don't forget the Sam Raimi part, like make it more you. (laughs) So, so that's cool. That's encouraging. Yeah, I'm excited about that. Looks good. Just want to know what our Bruce Campbell cameo is going to be. Right. (laughs) He'll be on the the council. The uh, what is it? The uh, he could be the, the new Illuminati. black bolt, maybe. The what? The new black bolt on the Illuminati. There you go. I actually heard rumors that they might actually bring Anson Mount back for that. Anson okay. Mount or yeah, he was TV in the show? Inhumans. Yeah the 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 Marvel TV show that nobody fucking watched. Oh, it really had like right. three episodes, I think, or something like that. Yeah, I don't think they're itching to bring that part of their TV verse well, into. <laughs> they're not itching, but there's elements like him. He was fine, but mm. like the overall show was fucking garbage. But uh, <laughs> like they, they 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 could bring back elements of that and some of the cast, and it would be fine. All right. Yeah. See, I I won't hold my breath for that one. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I mean, it wouldn't be. It wouldn't be amazing or anything like that. It was just, it would be an interesting nod and they're keeping a good actor for it. So yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, here's a fun one. Here's a fun bit of casting Mandalorian season three. Oh yeah. For themselves a doc Brown. We're getting Christopher Lloyd joining season three of the Mandalorian. I just read that he was joining something else too. Uh, he is officially part of the star Wars universe. Um, it's, uh, it's billed as a guest starring role, so it'll probably just be a quick little thing, kind of like, mm-hmm. uh, Stephen Root, this, uh, in, the in the book of Boba Fett. Um, but yeah, no details as to who the actual character is, but, but that's fun. Mm-hmm. Um, Todd, I thought you might be interested in this one. Uh, weren't you watching that Walker, uh, reboot show? I was, but I got bored of it. Oh, okay. I, I, I couldn't never watch it anymore. <laughs> yeah, well, it, it was just too generic. And the only cast member that I liked on it was his partner. And like, apparently she leaves at the end of the oh, season okay. or in the, in the beginning of the second season. Okay. Well, apparently they're getting good viewing numbers because now they're doing a, uh, a spinoff, uh, Walker Independence. <laughs> And uh, Kate McNamara is going to star in that one. She was the the Green Arrow's daughter in uh, in Arrow, the the grown up version. Mm-hmm. Uh, I always liked her character. I was I was bummed that they didn't end up going with that spinoff series, uh, Green Arrow and the Canaries. But, but anyway, oh, there is um several bits of news on the fantastic Harley Quinn show. Um, number one, uh, Harvey 
fuck up his last name. I'm the worst Mexican ever. Harvey Guillen, uh, who is Guillermo on What We Do in the Shadows. Gizmo. <laughs> Gizmo, yeah. Uh, <laughs> he is going to voice Nightwing on Harley Quinn. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Also, uh, a little while ago, he it was announced he signed on to the Blue Beetle movie um, oh. at DC Warner Brothers. So that's cool. Um, also, <laughs> fun little thing. James Gunn is going to cameo as himself, James Gunn, on Harley season three. <laughs> <laughs> nice. He's going to appear awesome. on there um, in the middle of directing a movie about Thomas Wayne, Bruce Wayne's dad. <laughs> OK. Yeah. Um, also, there was a little update, just a quick tweet that I thought was hilarious um, from the showrunner, Patrick Schumacher. Uh, a few days back, he was like, well, I'm headed back into the studio to record sex noises for Harley Quinn season three. Life feels normal again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, back on that sex noise grind. Yeah. And lastly... Um, they are actually developing a spin-off series starring Kite Man nice. <laughs> uh, at HBO Max. Uh, it's going to be, well, the, it's called Noonans, which centers around Kite Man owning uh, iconic Gotham villain hangout, Noonan's Bar. Um, basically, he, he ends up running the bar. He tries to run it himself, but it doesn't turn out so easy. You know, hijinks ensue. It's just a reason to have a bunch of villains hang out together and a, a coterie of supervillains, if you will. Yes. <laughs> uh, see, Schumacher said, uh, we have Harley and Ivy appear in the first episode, but after that, we just have, we have different goons and villains appearing every episode, like Lex Luthor and Bane. It went, Bane. Um, it's basically cheers for supervillains. <laughs> I mean, everybody knows their names. So yeah. perfect. So that sounds fun. Uh, in development right now. I don't know if it'll you know go forward or not, but I could see that that doing well. Um, okay, uh, Andrew. Earlier, you were uh, making mention of the insane peak we got at Mike Myers making a comeback. <laughs> yep, and at least three roles, I believe. On I think it was more than that. I, I think, think it, I think the total is eight. Uh, yeah, okay. very cool. Yeah. Uh, I mean, do you want to talk about it or in the pentavrit where the five <laughs> wealthiest people control everything in the world, including the media, the Rothschilds, the Gettys, the Vanderbergs, Colonel Sanders before he went tits up. <laughs> you just memorized the trailer already. I mean, I love no, that's that's from how I met. Uh, how, uh, how I met your so mother. Yeah. How I met so, I mar- so, so I married, married an axe murderer. Yeah. Right. So this that- is all in the so I married an axe murderer cinematic universe, apparently. Where, uh, yeah, <laughs> the, the, the trailer sets a great you know intro of these five people who who were cast out and instead went and used their their powers for good. And uh, yeah, it looks ridiculous and hilarious. And I am all aboard right now because it's going to be a series, if I'm not mistaken. Correct. It's a it's a limited series, uh, six episodes. Okay. Um, so just a short story, but um, all all I want from it is a cameo of Mike Myers' character's brother and just heed pants <laughs> no he's gonna cry himself to sleep on his giant pillow tonight <laughs> his head is like Sputnik 
spherical <laughs> and pointy in places. <laughs> Shh, give me the boy complex. That's a huge noggin. It's a virtual planetoid. Has its own weather system. <laughs> oh, I went too far there, didn't I? He'll be crying himself to sleep. <laughs> so good. On his okay. massive pillow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. Hey, paper, no. Move that metal of yours. Get the paper if you can. Hauling that gargantuan cranium about. <laughs> okay, we're done. <laughs> um, so Mike Myers, six-episode Netflix comedy series, The Pentaveret. Am I saying that right? Yeah, Pentaveret. Pentaveret. Uh, playing off the number five from the title in a big way for its release plans. Since joining Instagram a week ago, Myers had been teasing the first trailer with images prom- prominently featuring the number uh, this morning. It was from a few days ago, Deadline. Uh, the account posted the teaser at 5.55 a.m. <laughs> uh, <laughs> announcing that the Pentaveret will debut on 5.5, May 5th. Um, Damn, there's Jer- a lot of shit coming out in May. Yeah. Uh, Jeremy Irons was the narrator. I picked up on me like, like yes. okay, I'm in. I'm immediately in. Uh, and the rest of the cast, Mike Myers plays eight roles. <laughs> uh, Jennifer Saunders, who, if you're familiar with some like British comedies, she was on uh, Abfab back in the day. Absolutely fabulous. Um, mm. She has two roles herself, along with Ken Jeong, Keegan-Michael Key, Debbie Mazar, Richard McCabb, and Lydia West. Is it so. weird that this whole time you keep saying Mike Myers and I'm thinking of Michael, Michael Myers. Myers. <laughs> and I'm thinking, how is he in a comedy show? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I guess one of the main, or it, the main, if there is one, Mike Myers character is a Canadian journalist mm-hmm. who finds himself on this mission to uncover the truth about this secret society that must have written, possibly save the world himself. Um, and that's pretty much all we know so far, but it looks bananas. I'm going to watch the hell out of it. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm so excited for that. Yeah. I hope That'd he hits it on the mark because I remember right after Austin Powers was over, he tried to keep doing the disguise thing with like the love guru. And that was a disaster. <laughs> Wasn't quite there. And that, that Meg, that that joke you just made, that reminds me of one of my favorite bits in uh, Baby Driver. Yeah. Where uh, they're they're going to do the heist and they're pulling out masks for the heist oh, and they're yeah, supposed yeah. to be Michael Myers masks, oh, right? But they had to use Mike Myers. The reason why is they legitimately couldn't get the rights for Michael Myers. <laughs> <laughs> so last minute they used the Austin Powers masks. That's fantastic. That oh, that's good, funny. That was funny. It's great. Um, oh, let's see. Oh, over in the land of Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did a flashback a, maybe a week or two back. We got the Obi-Wan trailer. The first Obi-Wan trailer, yeah. Yeah. Um, we've got Ewan McGregor looking fantastic. We've got uh, baby Luke, or I don't know, what would you say, like eight-year-old Luke Skywalker? Over yeah, he's, he's kid Luke. Yeah. Um, looking like he's pretending to pod race. So everybody on the internet is like, oh, shit, here we go again. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, it, it looks cool. Uh, it starts off, of course, um, Obi-Wan um, uh, expectedly on hiding out on Tatooine, just kind of keeping a, a, a distant eye out for young Luke, making sure nothing happens. Um, but then... The rest of the trailer smash cutting to all kinds of, you know, craziness, 
clearly on other on other worlds, it looks like there's probably some Coruscant business. There is the Sith Inquisitor, mm-hmm. big baddie from the Rebels era. We actually got two of them. We got the Grand Inquisitor and I think the second brother or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, confirmed Hayden Christensen, Christensen is back as um, as Vader. Um, I did see an interesting article today that apparently the show went through a massive uh, rewrite. Yeah, because... we, we the rewrite reshoot. They actually shot a lot of footage and had to dump a lot of it and they did reshoots. That's why it's been delayed for so long. Yeah, it's actually supposed to come. Oh, go ahead. This was out all, uh, scheduled to come out like at the beginning of last year, and it yeah. had so many reshoots that uh, that's why it's delayed this long. Yeah, I do remember hearing back then that the the pre production paused uh, in early 2020 uh, because apparently Lucasfilm was uh, not happy with the scripts coming out, and so they kind of they kind of retooled everything. Um, a recent report from uh, the Hollywood Reporter, uh, they were saying, according to their sources, that actually Darth Maul was written out of the show. Aww. Yeah. And supposedly um, actor Ray Park was in active prep to reprise the role and everything. They were like good to go. Um, now the sources are saying that what happened was the when when initially they said uh, uh previous that that lucasfilm was unhappy with the scripts um deborah chow the uh showrunner uh handed the scripts over to filoni and favreau to have a look over and at that point uh they had launched the mandalorian season one successfully and were deep into working on season two um Apparently, according to the reports, Filoni and Favreau were concerned about Obi-Wan kind of the Obi-Wan show kind of covering similar ground as the Mandalorian, repeating the same like lone wolf and cub like story sort of thing. Um, with you know, Kenobi coming out of hiding to protect child age Luke Skywalker, and Maul was going to be one of the main villains participating in that hunt for them. Vader was not originally in that version. Um, so they, they swapped them out along with the creative retooling of it. Um, yeah, I would, I would have loved to see like live action mall again. We got that little tiny, like peak of him at the end of the solo movie, but to have Ray Park, especially come back, that would be rad as hell. Yeah. Spoilers for anyone who hasn't seen Star Wars Rebels, but uh, well, uh, Clone Wars and Rebels, uh, Maul is a huge part of that storyline. And you actually see a final rematch between Obi-Wan and Maul in Star Wars Rebels to see that in live action. Holy crap, that would have been insane. But oh, well, not meant to be, I guess. Yeah. But the, uh, you know, the I mean, Sith Inquisitors are also big badass scary sith guys you could just swap those two out but so so that'd be cool um what else we got what else we got uh, oh <laughs> so uh this month the weird owl movie <laughs> was filming daniel radcliffe as uh, as weird owl himself and they just wrapped uh, a few days ago i believe 
So that's already on the way. It's going to be actually released on the Roku channel. I don't know if they're going to get a wide uh, you know, theater release or not. But, uh, but you mean channel now? Uh, Roku channel, yeah. yeah. They, they originally inherited a lot of free content from uh, the downfall of Quibi. <laughs> yeah, sounds right. Yeah. Um, I think they got that like new season of uh, Reno and stuff like that. Um, but anyway... Yeah. Uh, Daniel Radcliffe was in an interview the last few days and he said um, it's it's number one. Al Yankovic himself is fantastic. He said he's like the sweetest human being on the planet. He was on the set like every day and helped him out, helped him with accordion lessons. <laughs> um, uh, also, uh, Evan Rachel Wood and Rain Wilson are also co-starring in this. But yeah, yeah. it's yeah. Anyway. That's a weird thing that I'm excited for. I um, I love UHF, so anything with Weird Al on the big screen, I'm all for. So. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, they haven't announced a release date yet, but uh, it looks like they're in post production now. So, okay. well, that's one I hope they do a little bit wider release and then just on Roku. Yeah, but I guess we'll have to see. Yeah, you never know. Yep. Um, you want to talk about weird movies? Um, Nick Cage's. The unbearable weight of massive talent. So oh yeah. <laughs> well, you might get a little more excited because uh, the early reviews have it at a rare, perfect score oh, on shit. Rotten Tomatoes. It looks um, amazing. Like it, him and Pedro Pascal. Like that's a good combo. Yeah, it just debuted at South by Southwest, the film festival, and uh, the 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 early reviews that i'm seeing they're saying it's insane like first off the the viewing of it as south by southwest was insane like people were it was like people were like screaming like they're at a fucking rock concert (laughs) but the reviews are saying it actually is a legit like solid crazy like action thriller comedy sort of (laughs) and um and nick cage himself like this is he's personally getting like the best reviews of his career probably and um and his performance in particular is fantastic. Did anybody so, else here see Pig? No, I was curious about it. It was, it was interesting. really good. It was good. I don't know if I yeah, would I give it all the praise that it's getting, but I still enjoyed it. It was an interesting take. All right. About his uh, Five Nights at Freddy's style movie. Did anybody I, watch that? I, oh, I, saw that was, I heard that was a huge letdown, but I was still curious about it. Well, I mean, I don't want to spoil anything, but if you're going there for the Nicolas Cage performance, he literally does not say a single word in that <laughs> oh, whole Jesus. movie. He's a silent protagonist throughout from beginning to end. And it's, I mean, it's an interesting take. It really does feel just like they took it straight from Five, Night at Fr- Five Nights at Freddy's. But it's a, it's a, if you're going there for Nicolas Cage, I don't know. <laughs> okay. It All was right. worth a watch though. I'm glad I saw it once. Cool. Definitely watch it once. <laughs> um, another weird one that I am actually very excited for ever since I saw the trailer. Um, have you heard of Everything, Everywhere, All at Once? Oh, yeah. Michelle Yao looks amazing in that one. Like, I am all aboard. I was wondering if this was going to be part of the MCU, even with their multiverse <laughs> sort of thing. Like but it. Right. I don't think it relates. But that one, apparently, it's, I th- believe, the same director who did... Um, uh, Swiss Army Man so I didn't quite love yeah, that, that one but just oh, the aesthetic yeah. of this one it has very um, uh, 
Oh, what was the Jim Carrey Kate Winslet movie that I can't think of the title? The uh, oh, Eternal Sunshine. Yeah, I, I'm getting weird Eternal one. Sunshine vibes from that one. So it definitely has this quirky. I mean, it, it's um, <clears throat> definitely deals with multiverse. Um, yeah. uh, starts out with uh, Michelle Yeoh's character, and she's just a an aging you know laundromat owner and you know with her like unsatisfying life you know she's just mm-hmm. down on down in the dumps she's at like the um the irs like trying to get her taxes sorted out or something like she's in trouble for something and um oh her uh her husband played by ki hoi kwan who if you're not familiar with that name he's been away from the hollywood scene for quite some time or film scene for quite some time that is short round from short Temple round, of right? Doom and Data from the Goonies. Oh, uh, I bet they were both. Nice. Yeah, and apparently he got sent this script and fell absolutely in love with it, and it was enough to make him, uh, you know, make a stride back into the film scene, into the acting world. Um, but yeah, so it so she's uh, her laundromat is failing, or she's in trouble with her taxes. Her husband is just like about to serve her divorce papers. And uh, her father, played by legendary actor James Hong, I mean, mm. pull that up on IMDb, you'll see a thousand things. Uh, his health is failing, and um, uh, I think she has a daughter too, who they have like this, you know, bickering battle with. But anyway, so uh, down on her luck, and all of a sudden, I, it doesn't really make clear like how it happens in the trailer, but she ends up talking to like a, her husband from an alternate reality, telling her how she's the key to like saving the world or something. So it's kind of Meg, like you've been saying for a long time, what you want to see more is like all these stupid stories, whether it's like young adult novels or movies or TV shows, there's always a young chosen one, some teenager or some pretty person in their early twenties at best or something as the chosen one to save the world all the time. Now you've got, Michelle Yo. <laughs> I'm down. Yeah. And it looks, I mean, just watch the trailer. It's nuts. And the early reviews are saying it is a fantastic, nutty, surreal sci-fi movie. That's what I want. Yep. So good. Hell yes. Uh people were also commenting how uh the uh the uh tax uh person who is the irs uh person who is auditing her in the trailer is jamie lee curtis yep and uh she looks kind of almost unrecognizable i mean we can see it's jamie lee curtis but she's got this weird frumpy get up and haircut and everything and weird bowl cut going on yeah Yeah. um but i guess she was actually uh, uh noting in an interview recently that um like she it was her idea like once she got the role she was looking up like those those awkward family photos online, mm-hmm. like everything, like just a, the frumpiest sort of like office worker. And she found somebody who's like, let me be this. Let me be this. Her, let me let me be her. <laughs> and like and she was and she was kind of vocal about like, um, um, you know, how Hollywood always wants you to make you tuck in your stomach and look presentable and whatever. She's like, no, I want to look frumpy as hell. And it's her it's her own personal real gut hanging out it's not like a prosthetic or anything she's like no she's, this is, this is the real me <laughs> she's been fighting about that for a while now for the last like 10 15 years she's been fighting about what um like having the, the elder 
Yeah, normalizing getting older as a female actress. Yes. Yeah. I mean, like realistic bodies on yes. film, like not like these models all the time everywhere, you know? Right. Well, yeah. she, you know, in her younger days, you know, she went with the Hollywood thing and, you know, it, it, I remember her saying something about it, you know, being a problem on her mental health because, you know, you have to fit this mold, which I think is like, a true story for most of young Hollywood and yeah. you know you literally get older and people get pushed out of Hollywood because oh now they're aging now they don't look good anymore and it's like no like I can still work and I can still be a normal human being mm -hmm. and look like a normal human being too like this is what happens to your body when you get old yeah and I love that mm -hmm. yeah, same, same kind of stuff that Carrie Fisher was talking about yes. in the last like 10 20 years yeah, yeah. Yeah. that's cool um, it's like you're either cast young and then you age out or you're cast old because you already look old mm -hmm. <laughs> so either you you live to see yourself become the old person or you <laughs> die before you could age it yeah. Yeah. yeah that's gonna that's gonna be me i've told i don't know if i've said this on the podcast before but like i've told meg you know my i mean i've always wanted to to try acting again and stuff but you know you got to work the day job and whatever but uh one magical day when i can retire um watching um the last drive-in with joe bob briggs has actually kind of reinvigorated that in me because i'm watching all of these like cheesy horror movies and b movies and stuff and after a while you start to recognize some of the similar uh the reoccurring like character actors like that, that older guy who always plays like a sheriff or something, <laughs> or like the guy at the gas station who warns the kids, oh, don't go up that way, you know, <laughs> shit like that. And uh, some of these guys went, because on the show, like Joe Bob gives the behind the scenes, like, oh, this guy, so-and-so, he started in this and this and this. And like, he started later in life. Like some of these guys didn't even begin until they're like mid forties are on. And then, then they had, then they made like 80 movies just because they love doing it. It's like, that's going to be me. I'm going to be like the crazy old guy who says, Oh, there are damn kids in our town, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and is happy when they you know get their heads cut off or whatever. <laughs> so, yeah. Anyway. And then you'll make your money doing the convention circuits. Yep. Yes. I will do that. <laughs> old timer. Yeah, photo. yeah. Pimping my wares. <laughs> Hell yes. Uh, well, speaking of old horror stuff, well, this, this isn't exactly horror. Um, Rob Zombie has been working on his uh, Monsters movie. Oh, yeah. I heard about this. Yeah. And we've been kind of like keeping an eye on it because that was one of uh, Meg and I's uh, recent uh, binge watches on uh, Peacock. It was streaming on just and this, a light and this is one of our biggest, biggest questions about the film or the, the show coming up. Yeah, because it's Rob Zombie and he is um, he's been pimping this uh, you know, movie that he's doing and saying how excited he is, how he he's you know, he grew up loving the monsters, you know, as a kid. And so he wanted to pay tribute to them, but still hasn't exactly addressed. Is this going to be a Rob Zombie movie like blood, guts and gore and all kinds of craziness? But hard you know, R rated film. Yeah. Or mm. is it? literally going to be like a, a straight up like lighthearted lighthearted family, family friendly which the monsters was all about yep, so yep. he did come out and make that clear yes and announced that it's um officially got a pg rating so yep. it is this is rob zombie um uh, toning it down a little bit yeah dipping his toe into um 
into family fair, which is cool. Um, Eli Roth kind of did the same thing. He started doing, he did that uh, house with a clock in its walls, which Meg and I actually watched in the theaters. I think back when we had like AMC, uh, the AMC movie pass or something. And that was decent. Yeah. I didn't know those Eli Roth. Interesting. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we're going to get a taste of toned down family friendly Rob zombie. Um, and he also announced that along with, uh, posting on Instagram, uh, uh, officially it was rumored before but then he officially announced it shows a picture of her uh cassandra peterson um elvira is in the cast uh as um it, she's not part of the family she's not in her elvira gear she's uh playing a real estate agent <laughs> in the munsters neighborhood barbara carr and she um it kind of reminds me of like um edward scissorhands how um Tim Burton kind of has that that dichotomy of like the creepy, spooky, you know, everybody wearing black and crazy Johnny Depp hair and spiders and stripes and whatever. And then the the other side of the cast is all the super Could bright you? pinks and pastel. Yeah, people. Yeah, Avon calling that stuff. <laughs> that's what, uh, what Cassandra Peterson. America. Yeah, yeah, that's what Cassandra Peterson looks like in this photo. She's like on the phone in a real estate office wearing a whole pink sort of get up like suit thing. Um, it looks like it looks like it's gonna be fun. It looks like it's coming together right. And again, Rob Zombie is like his obsession with the original show. He's like posted all kinds of stuff about how like walkthroughs of the set and how he's like done up the, they've rebuilt the entire Munsters mansion, like to the T, like every exactly how it was in the show. So yeah. did they do that on the universal backlot? Cause that would be interesting if they kept it there and made it part of the universal tour. No, he's filming somewhere out in Europe. Uh, oh, wow. Yeah. Right. I forget where, but I guess somewhere it's probably cheap to film. <laughs> um, yeah, I forget where exactly it was, but probably anyway. somewhere in Eastern Europe. Yeah, the, yeah. yeah. Uh, a crazy one that I did not see coming. Well, there's a couple of them. Um, first off, I Am Legend is getting a sequel. Did you hear about yeah, that? Yeah, that's 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 interesting considering Will Smith's character blew the fuck up at the end well, of the Will that Smith film. Or, or Vincent Price? Which version are they doing a sequel of? Yes, they dug up Vincent Price. <laughs> <laughs> they could be doing the deep fake. You don't know. They could do that now. <laughs> to terrorize y'all's neighborhood. Uh, <laughs> no, um, yeah, Will Smith is back along with Michael B. Jordan um, co-starring in this. And they're, of course, tight-lipped about how Will Smith is coming back and everything. But they said... Yeah, yeah um, in the... In the novels, the character doesn't die, so... Right, yeah. And I remember I actually owned the DVD back in the day uh, when I Am Legend came out, and they had on there the alternate ending where mm. he actually lives. Um, it's it's pretty much the same, except he just gets out of the house in time, like they convince him like, like to come with them to the safe zone or wherever they end up. Um, so maybe they're just making that officially canon because enough people have seen it. I don't know. Maybe they'll show that as like the intro of this movie. Like, guess what? This is what really happened. And maybe, yeah. or that, yeah, he made it out in time. I don't know. But yeah. Interesting. It's been like 15 years since that movie came out. At least. I have we had any good zombie? Have we had any good zombie media that wasn't Walking Dead related? <laughs> I was about to go, uh, and then you're, oh, not Walking Dead related. I don't know. 
I don't think we haven't had any good. Uh, oh, there was that awful Army of the Dead. Oh God. Yeah. Yeah, you said good, so that nullifies Army of the Dead. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. And we've had like a, approximate stuff, like um, Mayhem. Wasn't that that movie with Stephen Yun where cool. people got kind of get like a rage virus in the office um, in a giant office building? Um, there's two I, movies. I didn't there was two movies similar to that that came out at the same time or in close proximity to each other. Mayhem and another one was like the Something Project. Yeah, that the, I watched the Something Project. How what was it called? But that one was actually really good. <laughs> the Something Dr. Project. <laughs> That's my, my my main reason for watching it. Yeah, and, uh, I I like that one. Yeah. If you haven't seen Mayhem, I definitely recommend that one. That was good times. Okay. Yeah, Stephen Young and Samara Weaving. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, and another one I did not see coming, but I guess I should have because they're never going to let this go. Another alien movie is happening. Uh, <laughs> this time from uh, Fede Alvarez, who rebooted, who did that Evil Dead reboot movie uh, oh, okay. a few years back. Um, now, this is not even counting uh, last year. The uh, FX announced that um, Noah Hawley, who who did uh, Fargo on FX, he's making a new alien show on Hulu. So we're going to have a show on Hulu. We're apparently going to have a new film and Fede Alvarez is going to be doing this one and um, and really Scott back to uh, produce. So no idea what it's going to be about, if they're going to try to rope Sigourney Weaver in it at all or who knows, but. More alien stuff. <laughs> yep, yep. They're never gonna stop rebooting. Like it's it's the big three sci-fi from the eighties: Alien, Predator, and um, Terminator. 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 Yeah. They're never gonna stop rebooting them until they get until they get it right. I still haven't seen that last Terminator. I keep telling myself one of these days I'm gonna I'm gonna hit play on that one, but I just can't quite get there <laughs> it wasn't bad i yeah, I, I watched it either i mainly wanted to see it for linda hamilton um to see that's how the did. entire reason why i watched it is because she was back and it was not bad yeah it's not good but it was not bad yeah. the other the other big one in the 80s which we did get a reboot and i did see this uh robocop did you ever see that robocop reboot yeah it was a tv show right it wasn't a film no it was a or film was it a- it yeah, was a film. Saw it in theaters. It was fine, but yeah. kind of forgettable. Very much like uh, the Colin Farrell Total Recall. Mm-hmm. Um, oh God, Colin Farrell and Jessica Biel. I I actually hated that one. I actually didn't <laughs> mind it. I weirdly didn't mind it because it was different enough. I mean, it didn't really deal with the mutants and Mars and everything. That it was just like, like just take away the name Total Recall and call it something else. And I was like, yeah. oh, it's fine. Yeah. Plus, I really I remember I really liked the production design in that weirdly. I think it was because I was like balls deep in Mass Effect at the time. And it had a very similar look to all the tech and stuff in that. Anyway. But yeah. I would like to see. Hey, RoboCop falls under MGM. New RoboCop TV show. There you go. At Amazon. Make it happen, Amazon. I'm down for that. Did you guys get hey, fuck text? it? Since we're never getting dread, we're never getting a sequel to dread. Just have fucking uh, what's his name play RoboCop? Carl Urban. Carl Urban. 
Hell yeah. Just have Carl Urban play him. Yeah. Oh, that was another one. Boys season three trailer. Oh, Isn't yeah. It? Oh, yeah. That yeah. one it looks interesting. I wonder what they're going to do with that, with uh, that kind of reveal they have going on there. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, right from the get go, you see um, uh, he's got he's getting powers. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Maybe that's kind of the end game of the show where he ends up just annihilating the 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 soups and himself along with him. Who knows? Um, nice, uh, nice slow reveal of Soldier Boy Jensen Eccles at the end. Yes, my <laughs> I, was, I was like, Meg, Meg, that's Jensen. And he's uh, he's coming out of some sort of cryo chamber. He's got his big woolly man beard and everything. Yep, out of the deep freeze. Yeah, good stuff. A uh, couple last things here I got. Uh, Deadpool 3 officially got a director, so that's still coming along. Uh, Sean Levy, who, if you've seen what he's done recently, director of Free Guy with Ryan Reynolds, director of The Atom Project with Ryan Reynolds on Netflix. Which I was still yep. curious about that. I haven't seen... It was uh, fun. Yeah? It was, a, it was a good movie. Kind of a good kind of heartfelt sort of almost coming of age story to a certain degree. Okay. But- it was nice. All right. So yeah, Deadpool three chugging along. Still not much more news on it than that. Um, yeah, I think the original director for one and two is working on. He's actually doing uh, the Andy Weir books. the The last two Andy Weir books. He he has oh, optioned really? them for for films. Oh, okay. So both Artemis and Project Hail Mary are in the works to get to films. Didn't you okay. say you just started reading that, the latest one? Project Hail Mary, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I've I've read Artemis multiple times. Well, okay. listen to it because it's Rosario Dawson's voice. So oh, I've, wow. I've listened to it multiple times. But um, Artemis is not, they don't have as much information uh, on that coming out. So, uh, but for Project Hail Mary, um, uh, we were just talking about him earlier. Penguin from Batman. Colin Farrell. Colin Farrell is attached mm-hmm. to this to lead. Okay. So, cool. That one seems to be more further along than Artemis is, even though Artemis is a couple years older. But mm-hmm. he does have both books uh, purchased as uh, film options. Oh, okay. Cool. I'm curious about Hail Mary. It's just, A, I don't have time to read another book when I have a shelf full of them. And B, it's still in hardback. And if I were to purchase it, which I likely would want to do, I'd wait until it's on, out on paperback. Get the audiobook. Mass market. Audiobook? Yeah. I've got audiobook credits. I could, yeah, uh, maybe you can get it. could pick that up. Yeah, I'm currently listening to the audiobook now. It takes a, it took a, took me a little bit longer to get into than Artemis and uh, Martian did, mm-hmm. but the more I've, the more I've listened to it, it, it's pretty solid. It's picking up. Cool. Yeah. All right. Cool. Super Nintendo world. Do you hear oh, about Jesus. that? That's over here. Yeah, that's, that's a thing that's happening. That is a thing that is happening. I mean, they have one that uh, opened in Japan a year or two ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, last year. Yeah. And uh, now they're coming to Universal Studios Hollywood. They confirmed Super Nintendo World, full Nintendo theme park, coming to the U.S. in 2023, next year. I'm surprised this hasn't happened 
sooner. Yeah. 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 So they, they, have they already started building that then, if it's coming next year even? I got to imagine it's under construction. Um, the immersive land will be a visual spectacle of vibrant colors and architectural ingenuity located within a newly expanded area of the theme park. So a part of Universal Studios. Right. Yeah, I think it's on the lower lot, if I'm not mistaken. Maybe uh, featuring a groundbreaking ride and interactive areas to be enjoyed by the whole family. Themed shopping and dining will enhance the entire experience. Uh, while the park is broadly Nintendo themed, the focus so far has been on Mar- the Mario franchise with attractions, rides, stores themed after Mario, Toad, and Yoshi, the rest of the gang, as well as rides modeled after popular series like Mario Kart. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, it would have to be on the lower lot because there's no, there is zero space on the upper lot, and there's yeah. unless they take some parts of the uh, the back lot. Right. I don't yeah. think they do that. Maybe yeah. Uh, it's been so long since the Meg and I went there as they were just finishing building the uh, the whole Potter section. So we haven't even yeah. seen that. <laughs> I haven't either. The last time I was there was when that was in the middle of construction. Yeah, it's nice. I took Shannon there for her birthday a couple years ago because she's a huge Harry Potter fan, and it was it's really well done. I think getting the the money from Harry Potter has allowed them to really real re excuse me build up their infrastructure across the park. Because a okay. lot of things look like they've been kind of improved upon and they look a lot better since last time I went there pre-Harry Potter. So yeah. I imagine it's only getting better with, with that. That's cool. Yeah, I, I liked the uh, whole Simpsons area, although it was, you know, by that point was already quite dated, like with the ride. Kind of made us both a little queasy. It's <laughs> like I, old school like, 3D. Yeah, old school 3D. <laughs> I'm still boycotting the Simpsons parts of the park just because they took away my beloved Back to the Future. Uh, yeah. You wasn't it ET before Back to the Future though? Uh, ET was a separate area. Yeah, oh, ET was, was its own ride. That was uh, over, I remember right. That was over by like the backdraft. Yeah, uh, it was on the it was on the lower yeah. lot. Yeah. Oh, okay. Never mind. Back in our day, <laughs> I think ET became the mummy ride. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. Just bring back the T two experience. That's all. <laughs> T two. Yes. <laughs> bring it back. <laughs> we don't. We don't need the fucking Transformers bullshit. Just give us back T two. Yeah. <laughs> so that that wasn't even that wasn't even that old of a ride. That only lasted like ten years or something like that. Really. Yeah, because oh. I remember going there as a teenager. I was one of the first. I had um, had a pass for the preview version of it. it. Like, it wasn't released yet, and I was one of the tester people that got to, to, to see it early. Nice. It, uh, opening date. Oh, no, that's Japan. Universal Studio, Studios Hollywood. T2 3D, Battle Across Time. Uh, it opened... May 6th, 1999, and closed December 31st, 2012. Oh, wow. Only yeah, so years. just over like 13 years. Yeah. And yeah, so Google Maps already has Super Nintendo World in production. It's definitely at the bottom of the, the lot. Okay. It is uh, right by the new Jurassic World area. Hmm. All right. So cool. you turn the corner from Jurassic World... And the Transformers ride, and there's going to be Super Nintendo World. It's actually pretty small. Looking there's at not it. a lot of space there at all, there's... so I wonder, yeah, what they're going to... Uh, it, it's going to be tiny. Yeah. Oh. 
Yeah. Probably just a castle with one ride and maybe like some shops in there. Yeah. By the looks of it. All right then. Uh, only other thing I got in my headlines. This is an old one, but I think it's still worth celebrating since we've been gone for a month. Um, after all that talk of um, the uh, future of Futurama, John DiMaggio did officially come back. So Bender's back, baby. <laughs> yeah, we we said it was just negotiation tactics. We we knew there was no chance he was not coming back. Yeah, Fox does the same thing all the time whenever the uh, Simpsons cast is up for renewal, like contract negotiations have to happen. But in the end, they're going to bend over for them because like four people run the entire, you know, (laughs) thousand character show. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I got I got nothing else. That was it for me, too. I was going to make that last Bender comment. but Oh, and then the one last thing I saw, though I'm not a huge fan, I guess One Piece is getting its live-action series or, or movie, too, I read somewhere. Isn't that on Netflix? Live-action? I don't know. Maybe. I think I've heard that before, but I don't remember where it was coming. Um, I have never actually seen One Piece, so I think I've seen, like, bits uh, before, but I've never, like taking the dive that's one of those that i always hear is amazing i i really want to make an effort to dip into more anime but it's like there's it's like when i when i go to the comic book shop and i see the the wall of marvel and it's like where do you even start yeah so i definitely need like some like anime fanboys to just give me like a short list of like name your top series because all i really have on there right now is like cowboy bebop the ghost in the shell movies i've seen i still haven't watched the show uh, you know i think probably like dragon ball z one punch man berserk those are kind of like the general accessible ones that that everybody would recommend yeah but again it depends on what your taste is because every time i've seen bits of dragon ball z i'm just like I can't watch guys yelling at each other on a battlefield for 30 minutes <laughs> and then two seconds of action at the end and credits, which is kind of what attack on Titan turned into. And I was, yeah. uh, I, I really was invested in like the world of attack on Titan. And I still kind of want to go back and like try to get through it, but it, it, it gets so pretty much. fucking bonkers in the later seasons, Perfect. like not action wise, but just they go heavy into the weird. Huh? Okay. Uh, Fully Cooly. That's another one on my top. You know. Oh, I tried that one. wasn't a huge fan, but I only saw I think the first season. So who knows? It's very out there, but yeah. Uh, I, I watch watch Castlevania. I still, oh yeah. I still, right, Castlevania. Uh, I got to add that to my list. Yeah. I, I will still champion that to this day. It was an excellent anime. And in the same vein, we had a trailer come out uh, yesterday or today. Tekken is getting an anime, huh. a new anime, and it looks pretty good. Okay. But I, I actually did have one more bit of news Go for it. that I think I told you about, but this came out like a couple of days after we podcasted last. Mm-hmm. This is uh, this is making me very hopeful, and we, we talked about this the moment the uh, Bethesda uh, Xbox merger happened. Mm-hmm. But there are early talks that uh, Fallout New Vegas 2 is happening. I do remember this. You telling me this. 
So uh, Microsoft is wanting to fast track a, a sequel to New Vegas and get it either by Bethesda Game Studios themselves or by Zenimax or Obsidian. So I'm one down. of the three studios will be rushing a uh, New Vegas 2. I am down. I am yeah. so in for that. They haven't really. They haven't announced any other Fallout projects, have they? But since no, well, well, I mean, for since seventy six, actually, I think it was the well, last one. Seventy six, but that was done by a, a another studio, and it was basically just a. It was basically Fallout Four with multiplayer code just spaghettied into it. Hmm. Um, it, it plays very much like Fallout Four. It, it's it's just, it's like a a expansion or a mod of Fallout Four, but forced into multiplayer. Okay. It's 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 in it's in a good place now that if you wanted to play it, Tony, I think you'd you'd it would be fun for you to play because was- when it when it launched, it was a fucking disaster. Yeah, I remember it wasn't. <laughs> absolute disaster but now it's like three or four years on and they've released enough patches and dlcs and expansions to it that it's in a good place there's companions now there's npcs finally after fucking two years of having no npcs in the whole fucking game (laughs) there there's good quests that you can go through and the end game isn't the same grindy bullshit Mm-hmm. That it used to be. So it's it's in a good place if you wanted to play it now. But other than that, um, Bethesda Game Studios is so far backed up with their announced projects with Starfield coming out at the end of this year right, and oh, yeah. Elder Scrolls Six coming out after that. They there's not a there's not room in Fallout for at least like between five to, to seven or ten years. Wow. So it's going to be released in 10 years and Fallout New Vegas 2 will have the same Gamebryo engine that Fallout New Vegas 1. <laughs> Probably not. Um, likely time, before you walk into any door, save your game mm-hmm. <laughs> just in case it crashes. <laughs> don't walk over any don't walk over any skeleton remains because you will get rocketed into the sky. <laughs> But Bethesda is making a new engine. They're, they're finally making a complete new engine for Starfield. So okay. any Bethesda games coming forward will probably use that engine. Run off of that, yeah. Yeah. Cool. But um, from what it sounds like, uh, likely it's going to be... Uh, new Vegas 2 will be developed at a different studio under the Bethesda umbrella mm-hmm. because the main Bethesda is so backed up with its already huge slate of games that they've got coming out. Gotcha. Like Starfield and and Elder Scrolls Six are big enough that they literally take like thousand people teams to develop these games. Jeez. Yeah, but that's that's the only little bit that I had left. It is cool. Also, Hogwarts Legacy got a trailer and that looks amazing and I want it right now. <laughs> what was that's that? Cool. Was that just a PS Five? Uh, no, I think it's a. PC. Uh, I hope it's not PS5 exclusive. I know I did. They did show uh, previews on my PS5, so I know it'll probably be at least on there as well. Looks PS5, like PS4, yeah, and PC. So it'll be available. Even Switch too is getting a version of it. 
Oh, interesting. Yeah. I, I want it bad. I've been wanting a, an open world Harry Potter game for fucking ever. That oh, shit. I'm going to love that. I'll have to yeah. show you that preview. As much as like part of me doesn't want to give money towards uh, anything where Rowling still gets a cut, but yeah. I, mean, I think it's a game. It's enough removed. I'm, I'm still going to play this shit. Um, yeah. You know. Yeah. And then I'll donate to a cause somewhere to <laughs> balance out. Donate, the, uh, yeah, donate the to a, a good LGBT, LGBT cause. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Should we uh, seal the deal on this here? I think we have. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. That's it. <laughs> very, very thrilling responses. Uh, I'm impressed. Thank it's you. over. Turn it off. We're done. <laughs> How's that? Fuck it. We'll do it a lot or we'll do it. Not live, actually. <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for joining after a month off. But um, it's a good one. A lot of good. We're packed with good stuff coming. Uh, I'm excited. A lot of good content coming up in the next like month and a half to two months. Hell yes. Moon Knight, Obi-Wan, et cetera. Strange New Worlds, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Sweet. All right, guys. Thank you for joining. This is Tony. This is Todd. I was Andrew. <laughs> Adios. Good night. <laughs> <laughs>